We believe that wealth is a journey and that this is your jumpstart to trading success. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Traders Mind Chat Live show. Today, we will be discussing the secret sauce for market direction. What I like to think about as a secret sauce is the new highs versus new lows. And uh, if you've been trading for a little while, you might be thinking to yourself, eh, well, what kind of secret is that? Everybody knows that. But it, it's fairly common, it's fairly straightforward, but it's very seldomly used. And used properly, it's one of the things that can really tune you into those major turns in the market when things are getting choppy or about to get choppy when things are getting ready to turn around when things are tapping out we're going to go through all that in this live stream now before we get started i had tweeted out and posted all all across social media that we're running a little uh giveaway today yes for anybody that's here that's joining live uh for the first 10 of you that comment uh, during the live stream, for the first 10 of you that subscribe to the channel, uh, we are going to give away a free month to the Traders Mind Chat room over on StockTwits. So go ahead, comment in there. Uh, that's fantastic. I see a bunch of you guys commenting already. Uh, McCary, uh, Awesome, glad to see you. Ryan, uh, great to see you too. Um, so the way that you can claim this uh, this giveaway, the, this free month to the Traders Mind Chat room, just email me. I'm going to type my email into the comment. Uh, it's mike at marawealth.com. So there it is right there. Uh, get a hold of me send me your information and i will send you uh the coupon code to, to get in for the free month so congrats guys thanks for being here all right now on to the rest of the show today we are talking about new highs versus new lows and how it can help you all right so Let's dive into this. Let's dive in. Oh, and of course, as you have questions, just type them into the chat. Every single live stream that we do is meant to be very interactive. I'm monitoring the chat as we go. So type it in, uh, whatever comments or questions that you have. Okay, so tracking new highs versus new lows. This helps you uh, in a variety of ways. It helps you to confirm trends, uh, whether you are in an uptrend or in a downtrend or you're seeing some chop, it will help you to confirm whether that trend is uh, getting ready to continue in the direction that it's going or if it's getting ready to change. We've seen this happen again and again and again, and it's actually one of the primary things that I'm looking at. Next up. Uh, as I just mentioned, getting a little bit ahead of myself here with the slide deck, uh, warns you early when trends are preparing to change. So you might be asking yourself, well, why, why, why does this work? 
it works for a few different reasons. It works first off because it's not just a stock market, it's a market of stocks. So for uptrends to be sustainable, uh, they must continuously have a growing number of stocks making new highs. Just kind of makes sense, right? That if the market is going to continuously make new high after new high after new high, that the stocks within that index should also be making new high after new high after new high. And if it's not, that that could eventually be a problem. Also, when the indexes, right? So I'm talking about the NASDAQ, the New York Stock Exchange, uh, any of them really. If you're seeing more new lows, being made, wouldn't that be something that might weigh on the index and cause it to not continuously make new highs? Uh, it's interesting to, to think about, right? Like it's this uh, simpler stuff that when you leverage it, well, when you're doing it consistently, can really help you uh, get dialed into the overall health of the market or the, the market's mood, uh, as I like to say. Now, for downtrends to, uh, to be in a sustainable downtrend, like the most recent downtrend that we had, right? Like it was more of a chop fest versus a downtrend. And part of the reason why, well, it was for, for this. For downtrends to be sustainable, they must continuously have a growing number of stocks making new lows, uh, a low number of stocks making new highs. Oh, in the most recent trend, it was pretty choppy. Uh, new lows started to pick up at, at one point, but you started to see new highs creep up and the new lows kind of dried up uh, in a hurry. That leads to some choppiness. We'll talk about how to more clearly assess uh, which is which uh, and some of the fine tuning of that too. Uh, are all of you with me? Or is everybody following along? Do you have any questions at this point? Go ahead, type it into the chat. Uh, let me know. Just take a drink of water. Okay. So here's a look at, at the NASDAQ. A uh, pretty fine example. This is the NASDAQ from last year, 2020. And, and you can see over here, Right, like so you have the index up here right the, that's uh the price action and how it fell off a cliff uh end of february and uh for most of march and down here is the number of stocks making new highs versus new lows uh the green section when you're above that little red line there you're making more new highs than new lows when you are dropping below that you're making more new lows than new highs and you could see back here you're in this nice sustained uptrend and the number of stocks making new highs uh, nothing uh you're not you're not making tons of new highs uh, at this point not certainly not as dramatic as what you saw over here where there was uh about uh i want to say a thousand stocks making new lows at, at the worst point uh, over here you typically won't see that kind of a uh, dramatic move in new highs it's uh, more to the new lows that you'll see that greater emphasis but uh 
you'll see sustainable new highs, right? Like, so new high after new high after new high, and everything is trending new highs as the market's just pushing higher, pushing higher. Uh, then over here in this neighborhood uh, is where you started to see some chop uh, in that area. New highs come back. Uh, and then when you start to see the new lows, right? Like, so this is a pretty dramatic shift right there on that day, right? Then not only did the NASDAQ fall all the way down to its 50-day moving average, you had this major shift in the number of stocks making new lows versus new highs. On a day when an index makes that kind of a dramatic shift, you might not see that kind of a dramatic pickup in stocks making new lows. For example, like back here, right? You, you had a pretty big down day. You it, you fell below the 21-day exponential moving average. Even back here, like that little pullback. Or, or back here, you're below the 50-day moving average. And you're not having as many stocks making new lows as you did over here. Right? So we're starting to compare the two of them, new highs versus new lows and, and over time periods. And then you start to have sustained new lows, new lows, uh, barely any new highs being made, just all these stocks making new lows. And this was your early warning to either get out of your longs or to start shorting or maybe both. And... That was before the major drop. All right, look, look how early of a warning system this was versus all this drop. And it's one of the reasons why I track this every single day. And it's not hard to track it every single day too. We'll get into the nuts and bolts of how to track it, but just to emphasize and really drive home the point of how great of a system this is to just know how many stocks are making new highs, how many stocks are making new lows, and how much that could save your ass. And totally worth throwing it on a chart and tracking this stuff daily. Here's another example. Here's uh, the NYSE, the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, over here, uh, you can see, again, price action, new highs, new lows. Right? And here it's uh, even a little bit clearer too. So you're marching up, you're making new high after new high after new high, plenty of stocks making new highs. And then it's in this zone here, right? There's a character change. Do you guys see the character change? In the, uh, not just in the price action, but in the number of stocks making new highs versus new lows. Venture a guess. Venture a guess. I might have another... Uh, giveaway for you guys, uh, whoever throws in uh, a guess or uh, can even accurately tell me an answer, might have something for you guys. Go ahead, type into the chat. All right. Looks like you guys are shy, so I'll just tell you. Part of well, the difference over here, the character change is, as you see the price action marching higher, right? Look at the number of stocks making new highs. And what do you see down here, right? Like there's barely any new lows. You barely, you see a lot of green, 
You can't even see any red in here, right? Like it's in the low single digits. Then when you get over here, right? You, yeah, you correct. You start to see some red start to pop up. And then price rebounds. But you notice the difference over here, right? Price rebounds, but you're still seeing a fair amount of red. And that's before the drop. Right? That's before the drop. And then after the drop, well, what do you see? You see a severe dry up in the number of stocks making new highs. Happens almost immediately. And you see a rapid pickup in the number of stocks making new lows. Like that, that's very dramatic right there. You get the this weak rebound, right? You, you might some people that are that are new to reading this kind of stuff that don't really know how to interpret this might see a rally like that, read this and say, oh, look, the number of stocks making new lows is drying up where we're going to turn. Well, it, it's a slight improvement, but everything needs to be taken in context. And that, that's one of the things uh, that I talk about a lot too and uh, constantly reiterate, especially to uh, our elite program members and also uh, inside the Traders Mind chat room. And that is that each one of these things that we look at, each one of these indicators, if you will, it's just one tile in a large mosaic. And the way to see the full picture is to not put your nose right up to the, the picture, right? But to take a step back and to look at the, the whole thing all together. Assemble all the pieces, but then step back and look at everything in its entirety. So that's how over here in this neighborhood, uh, this was actually a great shorting opportunity. And uh, there were a number of shorts. I, did. I believe I was shorting cybersecurity uh, right in here. Um, yeah, and then, well, we see, well, what happened thereafter. So why does this work? Why does the number of stocks making new highs versus new lows work as a, as a leading indicator? It works for a couple of different reasons. One, it works because it takes a long time for the major players to make adjustments. They can't all just dump shares immediately. If they do start dumping shares immediately, you get action like this, like what we saw back over here and that kind of dramatic move, right? And even then they're still dumping and that's why we had such a, a heavy crash uh, last year. But in general, it takes a long time for them to make adjustments. And it's also part of the reason why, too, how uh, if you're picking up on the subtleties of new highs versus new lows, that's how you can start to see that this back here was a major change. And something worth noting, something that we uh, told members. And one of the reasons why we were in cash uh on yeah it was on this day we were in cash and we were shorting right in here in fact uh it's easy to see on the nasdaq yeah on the nasdaq here in cash 
fully in cash began shorting right in here. Yeah, it's, you know, when you are doing something consistently and you're observing the, this stuff uh, and you learn how to read uh, these signs, it makes trading that much easier where you, you can capitalize on all this stuff. And it's not where you need to be watching the market all day long too. The, I do the bulk of my work at night on the weekends, and that's even while I'm doing this stuff full time. You know, like it's just easier. It helps filter out a lot of the the noise to do it during those hours. So, yes, you could absolutely do this as a person with a full time job, person with a family. Yeah, so why does it work? It takes a long time for the major institutions to make adjustments. And because they do it subtly into strength. The major players exit subtly into strength. So pay attention to the average uh, new highs versus new lows. Pay attention to those averages. Part of the reason why is we want to be aware of when you're at extremes, right? So it, it's less about um, all-time new highs versus new lows. Like it might be relative new highs versus new lows. For example, if you're in a period, like so going back, I believe about three years ago, seeing... 200, 300 stocks making new highs was the norm. And then you got into a period where you were kind of hitting 100 stocks making new highs and the market was in a sustained uptrend for a meaningful period. If you were only focused on uh, the extremities and not really looking at, well, what's the average over a shorter period, then you might get sucked into making the wrong decisions. Be aware of expansion and contraction in new highs and new lows. This is something that you'll be able to spot if you are tracking it daily. And there's a couple of different ways to, to track this daily. We'll get into it in just a minute. We wanna keep the bigger picture in mind and yeah, Tracking it daily. So some resources to help you guys out. Uh, if you want the indicators that I was showing you in a couple of slides back, it's in TradingView. Uh, I will link it below. Uh, after we're done here, I'll throw it into the descriptions. But I will post it into the chat right now. So I just gave you a link. The link is sending you to... Uh, this page right here, and there's a variety of Pine Scripts, uh, TradingView Pine Scripts, uh, that can help you uh, with all this stuff. So uh, new highs versus new lows, you're getting both for the NASDAQ and the NYSE. I also have a relative strength Pine Script and one that automatically flags distribution days. You get all that for free by putting your uh, by clicking the link and uh, putting your email address in.
Another way to get this stuff is inside the Mara Elite membership. It's one of the things that I talk about and discuss all the time. Um, it's right inside this log here, updating and tracking this stuff daily. A uh, bunch of stuff in here, but here is the number of stocks making new highs versus new lows. So you can see that I'm here, I'm tracking it every day. We started to shift. Um, last week and then into this week where the number of stocks making new lows were outpacing new highs on the nasdaq and then that started to switch uh gears on friday or thursday i should say of last week uh and then that's continued yesterday but it's like we're we're at a spot where we're not completely out of the woods yet because we're still seeing uh, the ratio, right? The ratio of new highs to new lows is bit is still pretty close, right? Fifty six to thirty, yeah, that that's pretty close. Eighty six to fifty five, yeah, that that's still pretty close. It's not like what we have on the NYSE. On the NYSE, right? One hundred and eight new highs, five new lows yesterday. Like that's that's what you want to see for an uptrend that's going to be uh, robust. Doesn't mean that it will, but it's one of the signs to look for. Uh, Nisey started to turn around earlier. It turned around middle of last week where you started to see, uh, yeah, the, on Tuesday of last week, very dramatic shift where you had uh, 117 new lows and six new highs. And then all of a sudden, Rapid, rapid dry up in the number of stocks making new lows. 14 the next day, stayed at 14, then only six, then five. Yeah, we're going to have a strong uptrend. Those are the kind of numbers that you'd want to see. So, uh, again, we talk about it all the time inside the Mara Elite program. Uh, definitely, if you haven't checked out the, the program yet, uh, you'll want to check out the program i'll put the link for that into the chat as well this is the the Mara elite program and finally you could also get the number of stocks making new highs versus new lows for free over at barcharts.com however uh, the thing with them is that it's not tracking the history. So you would be able to find each day what it was, but um, to go back in time and get something that's nice and neat, either in the uh, trading view pine scripts that, that I shared before or in the spreadsheet that I, that I showed you, it's not doing that. But if you wanted to create a sheet for yourself, uh, you could certainly do that and just go to barcharts.com each day and, and get that kind of stuff. All right. So I think that is the end of the presentation. Let me know if you guys have any questions about anything. Moving into the open Q&A. So let me know if you have any questions about anything that was said, if you have questions about anything else that is going on in the markets right now, anything that's going on with your trading, type all that stuff into the chat. And if you haven't done so already, make sure that you like 
uh, wherever you are watching this, whether you're watching this on YouTube or ShareVision, or maybe you're watching this over on Facebook or on Twitter, make sure that you are liking and subscribing and helping to, to spread the word. That really helps us out a lot. So let's see, any questions? Any questions you guys have? We have a bunch of people watching. Uh, not too many questions rolling in yet. Yeah, maybe I, maybe I should attend the uh, giveaway to to be asking questions. You know, it, it's it's really your questions that help make these live streams super valuable. Not just for for uh, everybody else watching, for yourself too. The more engaged you are, the more you're going to get out of it. The more engaged you are, the more I'm going to get out of it too, because it, when, it, especially if you have like a new question, right? Like I know a lot of people, uh, if they are new and or a newer trader, and they they might feel that you know, oh my my question, uh, I don't want to look uh, silly, right? Like I I remember feeling that way, like kind of like in grade school, right? Like you don't want to raise your hand and feel like an idiot. Uh, what what really does happen though is to somebody like me, if you're asking a, a, a question, I'm going, it forces me to think in a different way. And it helps deepen my learning. It helps give you a great answer and it helps everybody else that's sitting here in the audience. So whenever you ask a question, it's one of the greatest things that, and I love it. Uh, ah, here's a question. Question from Ryan. What does the market tend to be like this time of year and going into the new year? Fantastic question. So why don't we take a look at the market? I'll bring uh, this back over here, share the screen again, and we could have a look. So uh, you may have heard uh, this thing called the, the quote unquote Santa rally. Right? Like sometimes it's a Grinch that stole Christmas, but sometimes it's called the Santa rally where you're hitting this kind of stuff. All that anecdotal kind of uh, like, oh, well, this is what the market is doing at this season or, or that. Uh, like it, it's it almost uh, like a broken watch that's right twice a day, right? Like sometimes, it, sometimes it'll work, sometimes it, it won't. The... The problem that, that I have with it is that uh, it tends to create a bias, right? Like, uh, so for example, and let, let me uh, switch this over so that way my uh, the images are a little bit bigger. So it's creating a bias. So if we go in uh, to the market and we're thinking, you know what, they, we're at the end of the year, we should anticipate a Santa rally. Now we have a long bias and sometimes it'll work and sometimes it won't. For example, here's the S&P 500, right? And here's December 16th, you're in the middle of December, you're bouncing off the the 50-day moving average, uh, and you're like, oh, you know what? It's time for the Santa rally to start kicking in, and then you break out to fresh high, right? And you're like, yeah, Santa rally, let's go! Time to make that money, time to pay for some presents. And then what happens? Uh, two days later, you give it all back, and you're undercutting these lows, and you're uh, down four and a half percent. 
And if you are somebody that bought that breakout, just looking at the index, uh, you might be kicking yourself. And that kind of went back and forth uh, several times. Well, in the index, in the market, it was a very, very choppy period. Like, uh, and you could even see the character change too, right? Like one of the best trading times that I had uh, this year was in this period between uh, October 5th all the way through uh, mid-November. And then it was right around here that I moved back to cash uh, or was predominantly in cash for a long period of time. And uh, the reason why, like you could see the character change, right? Like you, you know, coming off the lows, you see like how price was steadily moving up, uh, not too volatile, but just a nice steady trend. A lot of stocks broke out in that period. Then over here, you get this wide and loose action. Yeah, like price came right back, pushed down, snapped back, but it was like a roller coaster all over the place. And the the individual stocks, many of the high momentum growth stocks that, that I like to trade were all over the place. So it's how in, if we're looking at something like a particular time of year, for things to happen. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but well, the thing to concentrate on, uh, or what I prefer to concentrate on are more so what are the, what are the trends showing me? Well, what's the price action showing me? What are the indexes showing me? What are the individual stocks showing me? How are uh, the setups? Are there high quality setups? Are the setups kind of eh? How about the number of stocks making new highs versus new lows? All those things tend to be far more important in the mosaic of the market versus something anecdotally that, yes, sometimes it happens seasonally, sometimes it, it doesn't. Really great question, Ryan. Question from Confluence Trader. What works in choppy sideways markets? Can we use mean reversion in these conditions? Sure. You could use whatever works, right? Like, so uh, I know that that's a very uh, flippant uh, answer, but um, it, it really does boil down to uh, whatever works for the individual. Uh, for example, if you've ever read Jack Schwager's Market Wizard series, uh, it, you'll probably understand this. If you have not read uh, that book, it highly recommended. Highly recommend the whole series. Go grab it for yourself and make it part of your 2022 reading list. But well, what you'll find in Market Wizards is that you'll find one person trades one way, somebody else trades the complete opposite way, and they're both making fortunes. How is that possible? Because they figured out themselves and are trading in alignment with their beliefs, their goals, and their ability to execute. And it's one of the reasons why I talk about that so much, trading in line with your, again, your beliefs, your goals, and your ability to execute. You need to have those three key things. So for me, in choppy sideways markets, I tend to avoid them 
for the most part. Uh, if I do see stocks setting up, I'll put in small positions to see if they start to gain traction. And then if they do gain traction, I'll start to add a little bit more and a little bit more uh, progressively to have that progressive exposure that we talk about too. And then when the market starts to, to ramp out like it's starting to now, then I'm increasing exposure on the way up and I'm adding on strength. Also, you, you might look at this and say, well, when is the time to short, right? Uh, in this was not a terrific time to, to short for the most part. Like there, there were shorts available, but this was a very choppy environment. And there was a variety of things that told us too that this was a choppy environment. Choppy environments make it far more difficult to uh, to go short and to go long, it's more of a time to either avoid or uh, a strategy that I'll use sometimes. I didn't even use it in this environment because it was even too choppy for that. What I would do is I start to sell puts on the stocks or the indexes that I'm interested in buying at the level that I would be interested in buying them. Part of the reason why I didn't do that, right? Like a, kind of an advanced strategy, uh, don't have enough time to go into it now, but uh, the reason why I did not use it was because the premiums on the options were not uh, not good enough. It didn't warrant the, the risk uh, that I would have to take to sell those, uh, those puts. Here's another question from Ryan. So you are more likely to wait for the trade to come to you than looking for a trade. Uh, I'm always looking for uh, a trade. So uh, let, let me uh, let me see how I can answer this better. Uh, so my process each day, right? So I'll put on this over here. Oh, there, there's crypto. Not I'm not trading crypto. I haven't traded crypto since uh, the beginning of. December, I exited all my crypto positions, like really right on this day as we bounced there. Anyway, uh, crypto is another discussion. Um, so I will go through uh, all my screens. I'll go through my universe list. I'll run different screens and I will look to see what stocks are setting up at the end of every single day, right? So it's not like hunting for a stock like oh man like i've got to put something on no like i uh the seeing what's setting up is an important gauge of market health right so if we come back to this log right and and this is one of the reasons why i like to keep this as a log that i call the market mood log if a lot of stocks are setting up and they're working then that's a great determinant of market health. And should I be betting? Well, if we're taking a look at this and I'm coming up with, here's 27 trade ideas, here's 36 trade ideas, and the majority of them are producing gains, then yeah, that's a pretty good time to be getting involved in the market. But if we're back here, right? If we're back here and we're coming up with 37 trade ideas and you know, most of them are not working, right? Like uh, only 30% worked for the week over here. 
down here, 11% of them worked. Doesn't mean that we need to trade all of them. Doesn't mean that we need to trade any of them. But if we're tracking our lists and we're just simply saying, well, which way did price go, up or down? That's really giving us super, super duper key insights into the health of the market. So that's all what I'm looking at when I'm running my screens every day, I'm building my lists every day. And if I'm finding something of high quality, then I'll put some money into it, but not before then. Great questions, guys. Anything else? Any other questions? We are uh, past the, the half hour mark. Happy to stay on for a little while longer if there's still the questions. Let's see, yeah. So for all of you guys that, that came in that started to, to leave your comments, um, again, for today, uh, we were running a giveaway. And the giveaway, I'm just uh, looking up the criteria over on Twitter that, that I made for, for myself. So uh, it was for the first 10 people to, one, join the live stream, right? So you guys are here. You're a part of that. Fantastic. Make sure that you, for those of you that are here, you needed to leave a comment. So there's uh, a few of you here that have done that. Ryan, you're definitely part of that. Uh, Confluence Trader, you're a part of that too. So congrats for that. Number three is making sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel. You do those three things, you've got a free month to the Traders Mind Chat room over on StockTwits. Just send me an email uh, with your information in it, and I will get you that. So email mike at marawealth.com. I already put it into the chat earlier. And that's it. All right, looks like that's the end of our questions. So again, everybody, uh, I'd like to say thank you all so much for joining today. It's been a real pleasure. You guys were fantastic. I will see you back here again tomorrow when we are going to discuss if we should be expecting a crash in 2022. I'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Take care. Much love. Peace out.